So, um, what a wonderful, wonderful celebration this morning, seeing all of these people uh, choosing um, and deciding to follow Jesus. And what I'd love to do right now, uh, before I share a little bit more about what water baptism means, is I'd like to invite uh, Fritz and I'd like to invite Nairi to come forward. And they have both, I've asked them if they would um, chat with me about their own personal experience uh, of water baptism. And one of the reasons is so that maybe you might be sitting there thinking about, hey, you know, I've been a Christian for a while, but I've never been water baptised. And what I guess one of the, the really strong messages that we want to get across to you is, is that everybody's experience is different, Yeah. And so uh, this morning I'm going to hand uh, the microphone to the very lovely Nairi. Come and stand up. Yay. <laughs> so, um, Nairi, um, tell us, um, how long have you been a Christian? Um, I started coming... Is that it? You have to... Yeah, Sorry, is that better? You. That's better. Okay. Um, I started coming to church in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd been wanting to come for a while um, and I had a good friend who wasn't, we weren't at this church at that time, another church, they had an open day. So she said to me, would you like to come along? And I'm like, yeah, I'll come along and have a look. Um, And then we ended up here a couple of years later um, and through doing a new Christians class and getting to know people and everybody at church is great, so that helped. Um, I decided to get baptised. Fantastic. Okay. So that was 2000 and... And so 2016 I came, 2018 I got baptised. Right, great. So what what was the first thing before water baptism? Did you you actually accept Jesus into your heart and life? Yeah, Mm. yeah, I did. And I did the New Christians class with Jim and I did the Alpha course as well. Um, and yeah, it was something that I'd always wanted to do, um, but I just, I wasn't raised in a Christian household either. So for me, it was a big step, but it was something that I'd always wanted to do. Fantastic, so, fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so fast forward and you decided mm-hmm. to get water baptised. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you feeling? What were some of your reservations about that? It was a big decision for me Mm. and I thought about it a lot and I prayed about it a lot and Mm. there were a few times along the way Mm. when I could have been baptised but I wasn't ready. Mm. Um, So when I decided I knew that was the right time and that was what I wanted to do Um, and I remember the water being freezing (laughs) (laughs) Um, and... I just remember it was such a big day for me and I didn't have any of my family here, um, but I had my church family here. Um, And I just remember after having it done, I felt like a weight had been lifted off. Wow. As well. Um, And I didn't feel alone. I'd often journeyed on my own Mm -hmm. and I'd been through a lot before to get there. Um, and, yeah, I just remember feeling very comforted and very not alone anymore. Beautiful. Lovely. So, Nairi, that was 2018. Yep. And uh, so as you reflect back on that decision to get water baptised now, yep. um, what does it mean to you as you reflect back on that? Um, well, it's huge. Um, I just know that 
a lot has changed for me in the last what, five years. Um, and I've had a lot of ups and downs and life and everything else. Um, but I know that he's there and that I can talk to him whenever I want to. I've had a few struggles along the way and he's always comforted me. Um, he's always been there for me and a few times he's actually come through for me as well, which has been huge. Um, and I'm just, my, my life's a lot better with him in it. It's wonderful. A lot better. Yeah, yep. fantastic. Yep. Now, Nairi, I know that you're very, very organised and thorough. You've got some notes. Do you want to, is there anything that you haven't said that you had in your notes that you wanted to share? Um, I don't think so. I think I've covered it all. Good. <laughs> I, I wanted to be prepared. So, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, well, so. we just love and value so highly. And um, can I also just add a little plug for serving that one of the things about Nairi is from the moment that she became a Christian, she served on the desk yeah, uh, for many that. years. She joined yeah. that. Yeah. And, uh, and now you're helping um, your husband, children's Richard, church. in yeah. um, children's church. And I love the fact that that's just another aspect to mm. your, your faith and relationship with Jesus yeah. is that you choose to serve him in the local church as well, which is wonderful. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Fritz. Well, good morning, Real Life Church. Good morning, Fritz. Good morning, Bethwin. Delightful to have you here this morning. Very nice to be here too. Um, Fritz, tell us, I, I've heard your testimony a few times, which I, I love hearing every time. Yeah. Uh, but of course, you had an encounter with Jesus on a Saturday morning in your back Certainly did. garden. Certainly yeah, so cover that for um, us. Just to cover the aspect of my walk with the Lord, I've known God all my life, uh, brought up in the house of the Lord, but... I never had a relationship with God. Um, and um, in fact, I have pushed God away uh, quite far from my, from my life. Uh, and I did that, did that for many, many years. It could be me covering the aerial here. Uh, <laughs> in fact, um, it was only in my 40s that I came back to the Lord later in life. Um, and... Um, it happened on a Saturday morning, and it was just in a quiet time around my back table, uh, and um, life didn't have any hope. Uh, life didn't have any purpose. Uh, there was no reason for us to be here, uh, and I was stuck in my sin uh, and stuck in a place that I had no more to give. Mm. Um, and in that space, uh, I found God and bent my knee and said, well, f if this is how my life is meant to be, it's not what I want. This is how I want my life to be in God. And so God has given me purpose and God has given me hope. And God's not only given me my family, but this family and God has just been adding and adding and adding to my life all the things that the devil has taken away. And I expressed this morning mm. about two camps yes, and yes. being in the devil's camp. It's, there's a cost in the devil's camp that I actually cannot afford. It's not, he doesn't want everything. He wants everything plus. 
And he wants to pull your family, your friends, and everyone down. But in God's camp, the camp that I know I can't leave, um, all he wants is my heart. And the things and the blessings that he has bestowed upon me has so richly blessed my life that there is no other place that I know I need to be than in the camp of God. Great. So, Fritz, fast forward. You decide to get water baptised. Indeed, Um, yes. Tell us what that meant to you. Okay. So, um, I came again from a very traditional background and I was baptised as an infant. Um, But I had a very very, uh, strong faith that I needed to actually present myself to God and identify with God. And even though I was baptised once an infant, that wasn't my decision. And so it came to a a crossroad of actually identifying with God and saying that, hang on here, I identify with Christ. I want to be with Christ in his death and his burial and his resurrection. Uh, and I spoke this morning from Romans 6. May I share Please that again? Do. Yes, I'd love yeah, you to. Because there's something in the end of Romans that's this verse that is great. Uh, For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ. So that sin, that sin might lose its power in our lives. And we are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Beautiful. So that's, to me, that's where baptism is. I identify with Christ and I'm free from the power of sin over my life. Amen. Yeah, it's Indeed. wonderful. Fritz, um, years later, um, that was yep. a long time ago, um, what would you say as you reflect back now on that, that experience of water baptism? What does it mean to you now? Uh, best decision of my life, Bethwin. Beautiful. Um, uh, it is a milestone that I'll never forget. Uh, it is one that um, uh, bears witness to other people around me. Um, and... I think Sarah said in the first service, let's do it again. If I was allowed to, let's do it again. (laughs) Um, But I'll never forget the day that um, I ran into the waters at Coogee uh, to get baptised. Love that. I love that. Yeah. Can you give these guys a hand? Champions. Thank you, Nairi. Thank you, Fritz. And what, yes. Give me a hug too. (laughs) Fabulous. Wonderful. As I said, it's very personal. Everybody's experience is different to somebody else, but there are resounding themes that we've heard so far um, this morning. And so um, what I just want to share with you uh, is that it would be very easy for us in in this um, the significance of this morning to miss... Uh, uh, tr- to sort of miss the fact that uh, this is not just a mere tradition, yeah? This is not something Christians do. But the reality is there is a deep symbolism to the core of our faith that is embedded in water baptism, so much so that, as you've heard from the testimonies from Fritz and Nairi, that even reflecting back many years later, 
that was a defining, significant moment uh, in their in their faith journey. So I thought it would be really helpful this morning if I could just tell you what water baptism is not. Yeah, baptism is not a rite of purification. Only Jesus can cleanse us from our sins. This is not an all once for all fix all. Yeah. When you get baptised, you don't forever eradicate yourself from the choice to sin. It's not a cleansing ritual, but baptism is a way to demonstrate the spiritual reality that Jesus has accomplished through his work at the cross in your life personally. You're telling the world publicly what Jesus has done, uh, and it's through a physical picture of a spiritual reality. You are symbolically identifying with the death, burial and resurrection of Christ. What you're saying by your actions is, this is what new life in Christ looks like. So the best way I can explain this to you is by using my wedding ring. Which is a lot tighter than it used to be. And this is the ring that I wear as an outward sign of an inward commitment to my husband, Rod. My wedding ring publicly tells people that I have committed my whole life to a relationship with him, that I have entered into a covenant of marriage where I love him, honour him, serve him in many different expressions of love and commitment. And the deep devoted feelings that I have for Rod in my heart are publicly shown to the world through the outward sign of this ring that I wear, my left hand that everyone can see. I could say it quite simply like this. I am with Team Rod. I am completely committed to no other man but him. I place my allegiance to him and I daily choose to align myself with him and him only. I defend him. I am loyal to him and I'm on his team. I'm on Rod's team. In the same way today, those of you who have just been baptised are declaring publicly that you are with Team Jesus. Yeah? That was all about you telling Uh, the world publicly, I am with Team Jesus. So those deep devoted feelings you have when you accept Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Saviour mean that you are completely dedicated and devoted to him and to him only. You serve him and him only. You daily choose to align yourself with Jesus. You are loyal and faithful to him in the way you live your life and the choices that you make to be a disciple and follow him. I want to be identified with Team Jesus. I belong to his team and I have decided to follow Jesus. So why? Why should you get water baptised once you've accepted Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Saviour? A lot of people feel like, well, that's enough. I'm done. Well, for the very first and important reason, it's a demonstration of our obedience and allegiance to the Lord Jesus Christ. And this commandment to be baptised is found in Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Can we have that on the screen, girls? 
Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now, this was a conversation that he was having with his 11 disciples shortly after he had died uh, for our sins and had risen again um, from the grave. So here he is. He has accomplished salvation for all mankind. Now he's giving his disciples their mandate for the future. So his instructions to them look like this. Number one, go. Tell everybody about Jesus and what he has done for the whole of mankind. And when they commit their life to him, the next move is to get them water baptised, get them to obey all my commandments for living a Christian lifestyle. So to become a Jesus follower is to give your whole life to trusting him. Devoting your life to learn and obey his teachings through the word of God and follow his example on how to live a Christian lifestyle because the truth is, previous to you giving your life to Jesus, you lived in a completely different lifestyle. Your value system, your um, fundamental belief system was completely different. And so it's like relearning, yeah? And the way that we relearn is through his word, through reading the Bible. And so God marks his people by baptism. We are putting on a T-shirt, an invisible T-shirt, although sometimes it's visible, that says we are with Team Jesus. We are the one that is playing by his rules and following his commands. So we've got all these people who have got baptised and they have repented, they've given their life to Jesus and the first thing they've done is be water baptised. The second why, number two of water baptism is so that you publicly profess faith in Jesus. If you have a look in Acts 2, we see that Peter preaches the gospel, the good news message, to a crowd of 3,000 and they all repent and they give their lives to Jesus. And as soon as they've done this, they start to ask him, okay, so what do we do now? What's next? We've given our lives to Jesus. What, what happens after this? We've never done this before. And Peter responds in Acts 2.41, so those who received his word were baptised and there were about 3,000 souls. So we see that receiving the word of and being baptised go hand in hand. All of those embraced, who embraced the gospel um, were baptised. Imagine how long that water baptism went for, 3,000 would have had to bring a whole uh, lunch and dinner and, and supper for that one. So those on the day of Pentecost proclaimed their embrace of Christ by publicly being water baptised. Now, make no mistake about it, Real Life Church. Baptism is visible, it's tangible, it's public, and in a way, it's, it's a dramatic expression of faith in Christ. It's obvious, it's memorable, and it's dateable. You get soaked and everyone present sees you disappear under the water and reappear up out of the water. And even though it's just for a very short time, what you are doing is declaring your faith in this way um, and you're showing and declaring that I am on Team Jesus. 
The third why of being water baptised is to commit to Christ's people. Commonly known, we call it the family of God. And as we have seen in Acts 2.41 on the day of Pentecost, that those who received the word were baptised, but also, it says, they were added to the church. That means that by getting water baptised, you step out of one um, team and you join another, yeah? You come out of the world and your lifestyle that was of the world and you step into the family of God, yeah? Yeah. You are declaring your loyalty not only to Jesus but to his church. And the commitment to God's people alters the fabric of your life. Uh, Fritz mentioned in his story that he inherited a whole new big family yeah, of believers when he gave his life to Jesus. Now, it talks about, um, in Acts 2, verse 42 to 46, the lifestyle changes that occurred. The whole church in Jerusalem, including these 3,000 who joined the church by baptism on Pentecost, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking bread, to praying together. They shared their lives and their possessions and even sold property in order to give the proceeds to believers in need. They prayed and ate together daily. The fruit of their commitment to one another was a rich, inviting community, a communion that inspired awe and outsiders. And let me explain that. So on a Wednesday and a Friday, if you haven't been to our community outreach, we provide food hampers for people who are, who are uh, needing help uh, with having food on their tables. It's a free service and we open up our doors, uh, usually about 7.30 in the morning. People come, they can have a shower and they can wash their clothes and um, there's this, just this community that happens on a Wednesday and a Friday and many people come um, uh, to reap the benefits of, of that outreach. But often they come with the intention and the motive to get food. But what they actually perceive and notice is that there's this whole community of people uh, that are authentic and that care about them and that don't have any hidden agendas but simply that they care. And so what often happens is is that people start to come um, more regularly Sometimes they give their lives to Jesus and start coming and being part of our Sunday community as well. And what happens is, as you become part of Christ's family, you are in a strengthening and a sustaining community of God's people. And one of the examples of this is our connect groups that we run on a fortnightly basis where you can come along to a connect group and uh, you're in a difficult season maybe, and uh, the Connect group comes around you, they listen, they support, they encourage, they send you a text, uh, they invite you over um, for friendship and hospitality. And that's the sort of thing that happens in the life of a Christian, vibrant community. I described earlier that the actual act of water baptism is dramatic, It's not low-key, it's full-on, it's public, and it can be confronting. One of the greatest examples of this dramatic expression is seen in the Apostle Paul's life. 
So picture this, if you will. Here's a guy who is actively opposed to Christians. He hates them. In fact, so much so that he openly and aggressively spends his life trying to torture and persecute them. Then he has this supernatural encounter with God on the road to Damascus, and he is radically converted and becomes a passionate believer of Jesus. So as if that is not dramatic enough in the course of one single day, we then see in Acts 9, 10 to 21 that after this huge supernatural transformation takes place in Paul's life, the very first act of obedience is that he is water baptised. Let's pick up this story from verse 17. So Ananias left and entered the house and he placed his hands on him and said, Brother Paul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road you were travelling has sent me so that you can regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. At once something like scales fell from his eyes and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptised. Talk about drama. What a day in the life of a man. One minute he's persecuting Christians, then he finds himself fully immersed in water in obedience to following Christ. Wow, what a day. But you see, giving your life to Christ is dramatic. It's completely transforming and it's a turning away from the way you were living and a turning to a completely different way of living. So for all of you today who have been water baptised, there is a great sense of belonging into God's family. And what has happened as you've witnessed these people get water baptised is that they have actually changed their life position and attitude to count me in. I have decided to follow Jesus and I'm not turning back. My allegiance is with Team Jesus and I'm identifying myself with his team. I belong to Jesus and he belongs to me. Amen. Amen. Let me be very clear that the very first decision you need to make before getting water baptised is to invite Jesus into your heart and life and to be your saviour and Lord. This is called, this experience is called being born again. You may have been invited as a guest to this service and as you have been sitting there, an emotional response is happening inside of you, not really sure what is going on. But that is God's Holy Spirit drawing you to Jesus. And so this morning, in this very defining, significant moment, if you would like to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Saviour, then we can do that right now. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, if there is any person that would like to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Saviour, we can pray with you a prayer of commitment right now. If you would raise your hand nice and high, you're going to have to, yes, thank you, I see that hand, that's wonderful. Amen, I see that hand, that's wonderful. Yes, thank you, down the back. I see your hands down the back. It's absolutely wonderful. Thank you, David. There's another hand there. Wonderful. Anna-Marie and David, I hope you're taking, taking note. So what I'd love you to do right now is to stand with me. And those of you who have decided to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, we're going to say a prayer of commitment together. Okay, so let's everybody stand.
And I'd like you to join those who have given their lives to Jesus just to help them. So, dear Lord Jesus, I invite you into my heart and life today. Please forgive me of all my sins. And I want you to be my Lord and Saviour. And I thank you for dying on the cross and for forgiving me of all my sins. Amen. Amen. Pastor David, I can see you've got some really fantastic, um, beautiful books here. And this is uh, the Gospel of Mark. And what we want to do is, uh, if you have received Jesus this morning, and there were about seven hands that went up, uh, Anna-Marie, can you come and grab some of these and make sure that our people who have um, put their hands up receive one of these before they leave this morning. You can meet Anna-Marie, come and show your beautiful face. And Anna-Marie and David, can you come too? Um, And meet them after, straight after service. And uh, we want to get one of these. And if you have any questions about the decision that you've made or what, what to do next, um, guess what? We're signing up people for our next water baptism. Amen. So um, I'm just going to pray a prayer of blessing. Pastor David, is there anything you wanted to add? I, I had a strong feeling there might be. <laughs> oh, it's just sometimes what happens in a service like this Sometimes you can sense the Holy Spirit just speaking to people. And I just knew there's people here today who needed to get right with God. So I'm glad that you are. But you need to understand this, is no, that no matter what sins you've committed, Jesus Christ is able to forgive you. He welcomes you. He says, come home, my daughter. Come home, my son. So I'm going to pray the closing prayer. And I'm going to pray that God will just come powerfully into your life and wash your sins away. Father, we just come before you. We just thank you that you just breathe life into our hearts. Thank you, Lord, you've come, Jesus, to set people free. Thank you for those who have reached out to you today. But, Lord, we just pray for each person as they reach out to you that, Lord, you'll wash all of their sins away. And you're able to do it, Jesus, because you paid the price on the cross and rose again. So we trust you today. So, Lord, we give our sins to you and we receive forgiveness today in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for everybody in the room. Everybody's got a story. Everybody's got stuff they've got to deal with. I pray the blessing of God upon each person. I pray you'll be with each person this week. Be with them in the middle of their stuff. Lord, any you need miracles. We pray for miracles, Lord, and breakthroughs today. But Lord, we give you thanks that we've been able to come together and meet together as a church today. And we say to God be the glory in Jesus' name. Bless our lunch together right now, our fellowship together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Real Life Church.